Hi, you're listening to In Traffic with Neil Rubenstein. I am Neil Rubenstein. And today I'll be sitting in traffic talking to Morgan Lander of the band Kitty and Witchfinger Podcast. Morgan. Yes. Finally. How's it going? Finally did it. Finally, finally did it. We got it together. We did. It was tough. It was tough going. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm I'm good. I feel like this is just going to be like catching up with a friend. I don't know. That's I don't it. know what do, what do we talk about on your podcast? We're just going to shoot it. Shit. Yeah, that's it. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask like you a couple it. of stories that I know are fun, and uh, we'll talk about your podcast, and then uh, you'll mispronounce something in a Canadian accent, and I'll be like, oh, my God, God it's Absolutely. so funny. Absolutely. I'll be pronouncing all of my words in a Canadian accent. <laughs> I was actually, I listened, I listened to a few of your uh, episodes of your podcast, and, uh, oh, yeah? which is super, super fun, by the way. Like, I love that awesome. you guys are just, like, basically goth girls that are just frat boys, like, totally, <laughs> like, totally. like drinking, <laughs> cursing, talking about, like, whether you'd bang the dude or not, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah, but, like, <laughs> every now and again, you'll be, like, you'll say, like, A or a boot, and I'll be, like, oh, the Canadian, <laughs> and it's funny as well. Uh, it's amazing, <laughs> yeah, it's a really good time, we have, we have a blast with that. What was the impetus for that, what, what, uh, what got you guys going? Honestly, um uh, you did like, it just there, honestly. Uh, I love it. Yeah, right, honestly. Um well no, like really it was just the fact that we already were doing that, you know? Like um uh, the one girl who does the podcast with us, Yasmina, she's she I would say is probably the biggest of all the horror fans and probably the most um I guess knowledgeable about podcasts in general. She does listen to a lot of them and um what basically what we do on the podcast is essentially what we would typically do on like a Friday or Saturday night anyways if she was like going to invite us over you know it's like hey let's get some beers watch a movie and usually it's the worst movie that we can find and you know we have some laughs and and comment on it and we just kind of thought well we think basically we think we're funny why don't we uh you know maybe other people will think we're funny too and why don't we record it and put it out there and uh and see what happens. And, and honestly, it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, we get together when we can, maybe once every couple of weeks or once every week. Um, and we've had like a couple guests, you know, people on there as well from the local, um, horror convention, uh, that goes on yearly called shock stock. Um, but you know, because we're just getting started we're just sort of getting a feel for things now, but it seems to me that there are people out there that do kind of take a liking to it, whether or not, you know, they are knowledgeable about my past in particular, or if they're just fans of, you know, horror movies or just the fans of the kind of style of the podcast that we're doing. It's really, from what I understand, I don't listen to too many podcasts, but it's really laid back. It's really more like you know, a sneak peek into somebody's living room, you know, a group of friends just drinking and watching a bad movie and laughing about it. And I mean, we do a bit of research and that sort of thing with it as well. So we try to to be as knowledgeable as possible when it comes to 
um, facts and trivia, maybe some things that some people wouldn't know. Um, but I it think, is a very – it's very loose. I think that's an understatement that you do a little research. You think so? <laughs> yeah, the episodes that I heard, like, you're getting crazy specific with things. Like, well, this – the name of the town in this movie is an homage to a movie theater in the south of France where a ghost oh, – yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you, did you listen to the Hard Rock Zombies uh, yeah, that was one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um, I don't know. That was kind of interesting. Um, I actually for that one, um, Hard Rock Zombies is such a terrible movie uh, that the Wikipedia isn't even in English. I had to go to the German <laughs> Wikipedia and Google Translate the entire thing, and then sort of pick and choose what made the most sense. I guess because Google Translate isn't always reliable, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, we try to try to you know get some interesting things in there and just, you know, you know, what some of the actors, you know, have been in other horror movies where people might know them from. So yeah, we try to, we try to get involved. Um, and it's, it's weird. Like, I don't know. I mean, uh, doing a podcast, like it's something that I've never really done before, but I mean, I've been on the radio like thousands of times, but I feel like it's, I feel like it's different, you know, it's, it sort of, uh, takes on a little bit of a, a life of its own. And while at the very beginning of our podcast, I felt like we were more watching the movie and commenting on it. I feel like now we sort of watch the movie and comment on it, but mostly just talk about, you know, what's, you know, gone on with, you know, the history of that movie and perhaps some other things that are sort of relevant now um, in terms of the genre itself, you know, new releases that we've seen. So we try to, we try to get, you know, on a bunch of different topics. Yeah, it felt like uh, it felt like totally relaxed. Like you're there with you guys, and it's just like like I said earlier, it's just like frat dudes uh, in like goth girl disguises. Like oh, totally, totally, <laughs> like totally, like because you guys are like oh, that dude's a babe. Like oh, I totally banged that dude. Like oh, I, you know, <laughs> it's just like like. Uh, it's kick fun. Out of it. It, it honestly, yeah. it really is. And I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, you know me. You, we've spent a lot of time together. You know, living together, touring, uh, that sort of thing. So you, you know that like it's not a secret that that women are the, the, exactly the same as men yeah, you know, yeah. when it comes to that sort of thing. Um, but maybe for some people, it might be surprising. You know that that it's like you know what we're gonna swill some beers and we're gonna we're gonna talk some shit. And uh, hopefully entertain you at the same time. And I get is that Yasmina that's doing uh, like the like the lead? Is she the main girl right there? That's her. Yeah, yeah, I would say she, so. It, it was sort of her idea. She's, I would like I said, she's probably the most knowledgeable. She's insane. Like she was saying, like, oh, this guy, I didn't like. Oh, I never recognized this guy before, but he's in this movie. Like she was pulling stuff out where like it's obvious she is like this is hard but you know what I mean like absolutely like you should see the living room that we're actually like we we record at her house she has like you know all the the microphone set up and everything like that but you should you should see like the setup that we're actually recording and like her house is like filled with memorabilia and just like wall-to-wall VHS and masks and toys and 
artwork and it's all you know she's um she's one of my oldest friends we actually have you know been friends for well over 20 years now um we met each other in high school and and it's always been a passion of hers and and i think it's really really cool that uh um you know we were sort of able to take that and it's an outlet for for her especially because she is so so knowledgeable and um i think yeah we kind of you know we're starting off small but it seems like we do have you know a, a pretty okay listenership and so um you know we're even to discussing uh maybe you know setting up a blog on our website witchfinger.com um you know for you know any of us to go and do reviews or just kind of expand further on some of the topics that we like to discuss on the podcast so but yeah she's definitely i would say she's like number one horror fan you know she's she's really really into it have you guys considered doing a video podcast um we did sort of toy with the idea um and obviously i understand like you know i know how the fucking world works like you know (laughs) oh you know three you know attractive girls that are super into horror you know like lots of people would super be into that holistic and that sort of thing and i think at some point perhaps we would like when we did the live episode um uh, from Shockstock, the horror convention. Um, I actually did film a bunch of stuff with the the um, video camera or whatever. And like my sister Mercedes has like a small little handheld, um, you know, a little HD camera that that I went around and we did a few interviews and we kind of just chit chatted. And I'd like to put something together with that. It's been a few months now, but um, I'm sure like it's it's never going to be too late to to set that out there. Um, but maybe we would do a special episode here or there. I think people would be super into it. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it would be fun because I mean I, we probably wouldn't you know like I go over there sometimes and I'm in my pajamas. You know, we sound like we're you know crazy frat boys partying or whatever. But you know, I'm sitting actually <laughs> there in my pajamas a lot of times. Um, so yeah, we would put normal clothes on, I guess, but. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's something that uh, would uh, would be really beneficial, and, and I'd consider it for sure. It's certainly the right atmosphere and the right environment to be doing it in, considering Yasmina uh, is such a, a horror fanatic. Um, and Megan, um, the other girl, lives there. She's her and Yasmina are roommates. So, um, and you know, she's she's big into a lot of the older movies and a lot of Stephen King stuff as well. So uh, they're they're perfect. It's the whole scenario is just perfect. And also, like, the subject matter, because you guys are watching a movie, like, it, the movie can be on also, you know? Absolutely, uh, yeah. To, to for see sure. where, you, where you're at, for the audience to be able to follow along a little, maybe maybe not clearer, but as well, you know? Yeah, like, um, I mean, there, there are a few episodes, like, um, obviously, after the fact, you know, there's a few things here and there edited out, but like for the most part, you could turn the movie on when we say we've started the movie and it can run in the background and you can pretty much see exactly, you know, when we do point things out or, you know, we see somebody pop up on screen that sort of, you know, brings up a a point that we wanted to make and and you can sort of follow along with the actual movie in the background, which is kind of cool, you know, kind of Dark Side of the Moon and Wizard of Oz, but not (laughs) nearly as acid trippy, I guess. (laughs) Kitchy, like a kitchy version. <laughs> what um did you guys uh did Kitty put out that D V D yet? That happening? The documentary? Yeah. Not yet. It's actually been uh at least a year in the making. Um we actually have uh it is finished. There's a few different uh ideas that we have sort of going on, but it is done and now it's sort of in the 
post-production phase where, you know, they do all of their magical things like color correction and, you know, um, certain stereo mixes and whatever you want to call it. Um, but the um, director, uh, Rob McCallum, is uh, he's really, really excellent. You know, it turned out better than than what I could have possibly imagined. And so uh, at this point right now, we're sort of figuring out um, – you know, uh, distribution and that sort of thing. Um, it's funny because I don't know that I don't think it's going to be through E1 um, because it's more of a documentary and not necessarily much of a you know music DVD. Like there are a lot of interviews. Oh. It's very um, sort of behind the scenes heavy. Um, we basically gave him every single tape, every video, every picture that we had, and he just you know, went wild, and, and it is really, it's really super in-depth. I believe um, the first cut was like three hours long, you know, but there is a lot of time um, to cover in terms of the story. Um, you know, it goes all the way back from even before the band started in 1996, um, all the way up until the present day. Like, our, our the last interviews were done uh, this year. So, um, yeah, it's it's really super in-depth, and, and we're pretty stoked about it. I mean, it is it is going to be a really great summation of, you know, a, a, of the whole 20 years, um, and hopefully we'll be able to um, get it out there and release it. Um, we're hoping probably for now, it's probably looking like next year um, or late this year, um, but it, it sucks because, you know, these things do take time. So Yeah, yeah. And we we want it to be good, and and when uh, I know a lot of people are very excited, and and you know it's they're anticipating um, being able to see it, and we we just want to make sure it's like the immersive fan experience that we want it to be, you know, because it's like the documentary is three hours, but there's hundreds of hours of extra footage, you know, there's extra interviews that were done, you know, so we want to have bonus features and all of that, and you know, we just want it to to completely just sum up the, that whole time. Did you did you guys have a lot of footage from those early years, from those early tours? Yeah, we do actually. It's it's pretty crazy. There was a few there's a few tapes that did get lost. Um most of the uh if you remember from back in the day, um the Spit in Your Eye uh live DVD that had all of the extra footage and stuff in there, um those tapes uh, most of the footage that was sort of in between the concert um, was just stuff that we had filmed, and we had a few uh, girls that were hired by the label to come out with us at the time to sort of film as well. And I did try to track down uh, those uh, tapes wherever they went because we gave them to the label, and then they sort of never were returned to us. And uh, I, I managed to track down um, uh, the director and the guy who edited and everything, and I had him – go and take a look in some of his files and he couldn't seem to find it. And I had a hard time trying to track down the, the other girls that were involved uh, in the editing and recording and stuff. So some of it is just lost to time. Like who knows what uh, will be, you know, where, you know, it might be sitting in somebody's garage, who knows. Uh, but we did um, for the recording of spit. Um, we filmed that whole, that whole week um, the whole nine days, and that was stuff that, you know, we just kind of had and we laughed about ourselves, and we've never shown anyone that, like, the whole the whole experience is there. Um, and a lot of tour stuff as well, and uh, it does feature some, uh, you know, like, early concerts, a lot of concert footage, 
um, a lot of um, our own, like, you know, we're going to the radio station and that's really exciting, that kind of stuff, you know. So um, it'll be a lot of a lot of behind the scenes kind of kind of experience stuff going on. I want you to talk about because you toured at the peak of debauchery. Yeah. With with the most debaucherous band of our generation as a seventeen year old girl. <laughs> well, you do you mean Pantera? <laughs> yeah, like you guys were children on tour with Pantera at the height yeah. of their like just drug blowing things up and drinking out. and yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> um, yeah, like honestly, um, I don't know. I've never encountered any disrespect. I feel like, um, especially like Dime and Vinny, always the most wonderful, respectful people. Like, you know, you you meet people that have um, you know met Dime before and just talked and raved about how inclusive he was and how. He was just there to have a good time and always made even, you know, the the people that were just fans, you know, feel like a part of the family. And that is absolutely true. You know, he, he was he, he never shy about, you know, making people feel good and just, you know, wanting to have fun. He always, like, wanted to, like, light off fireworks and just drink and have a good time. Um, you know, like I said, never, ever felt any, you know, creepy vibes or any disrespect. Um, I think we had an advantage because we were young. So, like, you know, when you're young and you drink, like, you wake up the next day and you feel okay. Like, you can <laughs> recover from a hangover a lot sooner. If I tried to do that now, I would probably be sick in bed all day long. Um, so we had youth on our side, which was really great. Um it's funny though, you know, when you look back, you don't really when you're in when you're in it, you know, you don't really realize like how crazy it actually is, you know? It's like that, you know, there's like a hurricane around you and you're sort of in the eye of the storm and everything is kind of just like calm and it's like this is my life. This is normal life. Um, you know, we've been privileged enough to meet amazing people and have crazy, crazy fun experiences. Um, and yeah, we did a lot of drinking. Mercedes did the most drinking. Um, she has, she has the best stories. She, she certainly made a connection with those people. Um, the, uh, out of, out of all of us, the most, I would say. Um, but yeah, like we, we all had, had a wonderful time and it was, it was like you know we we went to like we went to the strip club the the clubhouse that they had and like I don't know it was it was, it was just normal you know it was a good time uh, what you do when you're in a band I don't know it, it's crazy to me it's crazy to me that like four seventeen year old girls were on the road with and I mean you guys toured with them a lot right. Oh, yeah, we did. Well, we did the OzFest and, and, uh, we did a number of other, like, kind of shows around and stuff like that. But, um, well, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say that every 17 year old girl could handle it. I think we certainly were in a position to, you know, be okay with that sort of thing, um, because we were different kind of girls. You know, we're, it takes a special kind of person to be in a band in the first place. And, you know, being as young as we were and, 
women while for me I didn't really think that was a big deal you know a lot of a lot of people did um but you know we were we were a we were a rare breed and I think that's why we were able to you know join in and be 100% okay with that sort of thing and I don't know if that has anything to do with you know our upbringing or anything like that or just the fact that we we were living our dream and it's like you know what dive right in but it was never yeah. awkward. We had a lot of laughs. No, I, I, I don't think. Like I don't think that I would have thought like any like creepy or or awkward. Like I just think like what your parents must think. Oh well, my parents were there. <laughs> they were having fun too. Um, you know, it was a new experience for all of us, and I think uh, um, we certainly weren't handed over to the record label, like, here you go, here's these kids, you know, like, my parents were every step of the way 100% knowledgeable about, you know, the industry, knowledgeable about what was happening, they were our advocates, and the record label was never in control of our career, they wouldn't let that happen, because they would have completely exhausted us, completely ruined us. Um, and, you know, if a lot of people, when you're young especially, you know, like you always see like young celebrities like kind of going off the rails, you know, they end up, you know, partying too much or drugs or that sort of thing. And, and that was never the case with us because my parents were always there and always there to sort of put their foot down and say no. You know, they are, you know, Regardless, they're still, you know, 16, 17-year-old girls. You know, they need – they know they're not going to do two shows in a row across the country or, you know, two shows in a day flying because because they need to sleep, you know. They're, they're tired. Um, you know, and I think it's unfortunate that there are not a lot of young people that have parents that would do that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, we were always informed. We were always aware of what was going on, and we always had uh, them be standing behind us with our best interests in mind. Mind you, you know, like my parents are cool. They um, they wanted us to have fun, and, and you know, do, doing all of that is actually is part of the experience. You know, when you're in a band and, you know, like, you know, go to a strip club or you go out with a bunch of other bands and you have some beers – you know, that's all part of that experience. And I don't think they wanted that taken away from us just because we were we were younger. And, yeah, so, you know, we, you know, maybe we were drinking when we were 17 or whatever. It's legal when you're 19 in Canada anyway, so we weren't that far off. It's not like you had done it before. <laughs> it wasn't, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I no judgment on that, certainly. Uh, For sure. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. Um, I still think that. Uh, the craziest, and I'm sure that most people would be like, "Wow, that's fucking crazy," because it's crazy. Yeah. It was. It absolutely was, and it's it is. It's crazy. It really, really but, is. But it's a different. It's a different life, man. And especially during that time, it's a different. It just felt like it was a different time. You know, it was the tail end of the good old days of the industry. Yeah, you know, there yeah, was a lot. That, it that, seemed that, like there was a lot more money. Uh, there was a, just a lot more, uh, you know, like record sales and and uh, I don't want to say glitz and glamour because there's nothing glamorous about farting on a bus with ten other people. But 
<laughs> you know, it was it was a, a little bit of a different time. Yeah, yeah. So we for, lived it up while sure. it was still there because it's not there anymore. I, I just I thought like I was the coolest in the world because I was I had a job at a cool record store in the city that I would commute to from high school. <laughs> yeah. And then like yeah. and then you find out like, oh no, 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 they're into it, Pandera. So that's uh so what you're doing, Flame. <laughs> yeah. It it certainly was it certainly was different, but I mean, I don't know, you just kinda our whole deal always has been like you just gotta roll with you just gotta roll with the punches, you gotta go with the flow. And you know, we, we definitely had a good time and we made the most of it and made sure that uh you know, every every moment counted and we had a good time. Did you um did you have as much of a life changing experience at the gathering that as I did? Like were we <laughs> on the same page? Oh yeah. Do you that? remember? Do you remember it was just you and me? I think we were up at like seven in the morning and we just sat at the front of the bus and just people watched. Do you and like all the like creatures like emerging out of the bushes? We were just wow. Yeah. It, it certainly, I, it was an experience. I just remember, I remember going into it like, oh, this is going to be fun because we're going to be making fun of all these people. Yeah. And then, and then meeting the people and how warm and welcoming they were and like, yeah. how they didn't, they didn't get that we were making fun of them. Like if we were like, oh, can we get a picture because you look ridiculous? They were like, yeah, you can get a picture because you and me are the same. We're the same. We're here. And I, like, I don't like, everything changed for me. Like, I feel like I stopped being a dick that day. Like, that's when I was like. That's amazing. I should be a better person. These people are better people. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's interesting, right? I mean, I guess, you know, it's it's like a – that culture, you know, the culture that ICP has sort of, like, grown themselves, like, that whole – it's very inclusive, and it's very, like, you know what? Do what you want to do. Let your freak flag fly, and we're going to care about you, and we're a family. And so it seems like they've sort of taken – those prejudice walls down, you know, and they don't judge other people. And it's actually like really cool. Like I yeah. don't know, I had a really, really great time, but it's, it is really strange because, you know, from an outsider's perspective, like you said, like, you know, we were like laughing and like, like I just called them creatures, you know, emerging out of the bushes, you know, like from like partying on drugs all night and like people like half dressed or people, with crazy makeup on, like, I remember, I think there was a completely naked woman that was, like, walking around. Yeah, like, and no judgment. <laughs> not at all. Like, naked dudes, naked women, like, oh, yeah. face paint, and, like, I just remember, like, on the bus ride there, I was like, oh, I can't wait for this, it's going to be so much fun, like, these people are inferior, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, like, like after like engaging with some of them, I was like, these people are these people are better than me. Like they have yeah. way worse taste, way worse taste in music. But <laughs> but like <laughs> they're better people because they're like they're so accepting. Like 
they don't know me. You know what I mean? And they were just like, family, one of us. And I was like, oh, oh okay, yeah, I guess, what, because I'm here? It's, uh, really, it's a really strange phenomenon to be, you know, sort of like an outsider, sort of looking in and then realizing that, I don't know, that like maybe, you know, passing judgment isn't, isn't such a good thing. I don't know. I mean, yeah. like you can't. You can't you can't judge other people, especially if they're happy. You know what? If that's what brings them happiness, if if those people are are completely one hundred percent comfortable in the skin they're in and comfortable with who they are and what they're doing with their life, like you can't you can't say no to that. You can't judge that. You know, there's a yeah. lot of people that don't have that. You know, and if and if yeah. they do and by being, you know, part of that culture that helps them to do that and bring them that sort of inner peace or whatever, go on, girl, do it, you know? Yeah. But it is, it's, it's really interesting because it is, it's like when you come in as an outsider, it's like you are stepping into the fucking fun house, you know what I mean? It's like a creepy fucking like circus tent and there's, there's no way out, you know, and there's, it's super, super fucked up. Crazy people, crazy. And I, rem- I remember them, uh, like with you guys. Someone made like some rude comment, and it was like a rude comment that you would get, like, at, you know, I'd say like sixty percent of your shows, like some asshole. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But at that show, someone said it, and then like the entire crowd turned on the person who said it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is sick. Like this is, this is amazing. And it was like you, know, you played like right after Bobby Brown, and and he had a great crowd reaction. <laughs> like it was just so amazing. I was like all these different kinds of people. Like it, it, everyone was cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was bizarro I, land, but like it's really the only place in the world where like Bobby Brown and Kitty can share a stage together back to back, and people are all seriously stoked about it. Stoked. So, yeah, Bobby Brown was, I was unbelievable. fucking stoked. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, Bobby Brown was unbelievably good. <laughs> I know. I was so, I was so into it. And not only that, but we were on at 4 a.m., if you recall. like Yeah, so late. <laughs> and there was still, like, in the tent, like, 5,000 people there. Like, it was a, the smaller tent. But, like, 4 a.m., that's, un, that's unheard of. But, yeah, that's just how they roll there. They're up all night, partying, doing drugs. Do we, we get stuck there? I'm like having like a weird flashback. Do we get stuck? Yeah, we like, did. We I remember not... we, we didn't. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what it was. Uh, I think maybe because uh, I think we may have had some bus troubles. Yeah. I feel like we sank in the mud. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me at all. But I do remember like the next gig we were really super late too because we couldn't get out of there in time. Yeah. Um, and it was like, we were up really early. I remember when we were sitting at the bus and we were like sort of people watching and just kind of talking about stuff. Maybe it was that the bus driver didn't get back in time or something. I honestly, I can't, I honestly can't remember. That, it's such a blur, but guy, I remember we were stuck there for a long time. I remember that guy we caught drinking and driving the bus. Yes. Yeah. That's super fucked up. Did he? Really, really <sighs> scary. I'm not sure if I'm making this up, like, if this is pieces of other stories, or he 
wanted, like the day we fired him, we got a new bus driver, and he wanted his pay in cash and, like, came out of his room shirtless with a gun? Oh, I cannot remember. Does that sound familiar? Was it Dale? That wasn't Dale, was it? No. I, no. I remember his name. I don't want to say it. I can't remember. Uh, you can just leave that out. <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I don't. You know, I, uh, done. Um, honestly, I I can't remember. I my memory for like the specific details is not very good. I wish my sister was on the phone with us. She would probably be able to tell you. Um, yeah, I have like. But uh, it does sound it does sound really familiar. Like like. Yeah, it wasn't it was, a good it was scene like, at all. It was like a scene from like the outsiders. I feel like like she was shirtless. It was raining. We were in like Cleveland in an alleyway. <laughs> and he comes out with a gun. Yeah, oh, and he like came out shirtless in the rain with a gun. Like I want my I want my cash, money and cash. And I was like, Nah, dude. <laughs> like, right, I'll pay you the way. I'll pay you through the through the company. You're not you're not shaking me down right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So fucking dramatic! Oh my god, dude! Like things, things like blur in and out. Like I, totally. sometimes I'm like, oh, this happened, and then I'm like, did this happen, or is that like a scene from a movie I saw? And I was like, oh, that kind of reminds me of the thing that happened. Totally. Or like you know, you sometimes get tours mixed up. You know, was that yeah. or was that another tour? It's just so like uh, everything just blurs together at some point. Um, totally it's a it's a crazy life to lead you know it's there's a there's always never a dull moment that's for sure a lot of it is waiting around and waiting to go on stage but it always (laughs) seems that like drama and like issues and crazy people are just abundant in the music industry and and so you know there's there's never a dull moment when it comes to, to being out on the road like that yeah i was super fortunate uh I really feel fortunate to have had the experiences that I've had. Like, wherever it left me off, it's still, uh, I feel like it's great that I was able to do that stuff. It it helped me, it helped me grow as a person, certainly, and it helped me uh, with all my future ventures. Like, knowing what else is out there helps inform Absolutely. you. Like, if you're... Uh, if anyone listening is younger and wants to go on the road, go on the road. Figure it out. Figure out a way to do it and do it because it just helps every other life skill. Like, you just look like I really feel like you learn how to be a person on Earth, you know? like Totally. Like, you meet sheltered people and you meet people who don't experience the outside world and, and their views are so self-centric. And it's like, no, man there's a world out there and, and, and we got to be better at being people. And I feel that the road really, uh, helped me be a better person for sure. For sure. No, absolutely. I, I can completely agree with that. It's, it's interesting, you know, you know, being able to travel all over the world and like meeting people from different walks of life and with different, um, you know, like maybe political views or just, you know, just different people in general, you know, and it's it is a nice feeling to know that you know for me as the artist you know these people from all over all these different kinds of people you know are all sort of interested in in the music that 
you know, we're creating, and that's really cool, but being able to meet all these different people and sort of speak to them and learn their experiences and live their experiences a little bit while you're in that place for that night or a couple nights or whatever, is it's an eye-opening experience. It certainly allows you to see the world in a different way. Um, you know, for me, touring, you know, in the States and, and going to a lot of different states, you know, you see you see how things are in in some places, the you know, places that you might not really, you know, hear about, you know, like going to New Orleans, like, like even a few years after, you know, the hurricane was still devastating, you know, yeah. um, like, yeah. like that, you know, you get to, you get to be there and really see it with your own eyes and, and know a little bit more intimately, like what is really going on with that human experience in that area, you know, and it, it just does allow you to be more, I think, more patient, more compassionate. Um, you know, in talking with people and meeting people, it's 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 really quite interesting. Hey, uh, Morgan, I made it. I'm here in the city. I'm awesome. <laughs> you did. You did phenomenal. You doubted yourself, awesome. and I, you really, you really pulled it out. <laughs> and I'm really, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of us for being able to do this to get this done. Yeah, totally. Well, you know what? Let's do it again. If you need, if you need somebody, I'm I'm around. Awesome. I'll uh, I will take you home on that. You'll definitely we'll definitely do Morgan round two. Awesome. Well let me plug some of my stuff. Go check out my band Kitty. You can go on Facebook and search us and check out Which Finger Podcast, Witchfinger dot com. And um I will definitely plug the hell out of this. Um being in traffic sounds like it's usually not that much fun, but I thought that <laughs> sounded pretty cool to me. Yeah, you, uh, being able to do this podcast uh, definitely moves it a lot, uh, moves it a lot quicker. Sweet. Now, well, I'm, I'm glad you got into this. This is really cool. You've always, you've always been good though at that. You know, you're, <laughs> you've got lots of experiences, and you, you got your comedy stuff going. You're a funny guy, so. Oh, Sorry, I couldn't be funnier. No, you nailed it. You, you're <laughs> the best. Uh, and I'll put links to all your stuff at the bottom of, uh, like, the bottom of the uh, post. So uh, if anyone awesome, yeah. listening wants to, to lazy. Sweet. Let me know when it's live, and, and I'll uh, I'll share it where wherever. I'll share it on the kitty, and, and I'll share it on Witchfinger as well, because why not? All right, great. Uh, thank, uh, thanks again, and I'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Have a good one. Jerk, Neil.